quite something actually to walk into a kitchen at 6.30 in the morning to discover your partner in tears, as I did this morning. And when you go, what's wrong? And she gasps out, Notre Dame is burning down. It's quite something to walk into this studio where we've got two TV uh, cameras at the moment and see um, what we've got CNN and Fox News on and just I am surrounded by visions of the spire falling down of Notre Dame. That morning this morning at 6.30, it's like other shocking moments in our lives that we all know, like when you first found out what happened in Christchurch when 9-11 happened, when something terrible happened happens suddenly there's that mute moment after something like that where you just go huh and then there's a flicker of time where you wonder if it's all a joke it can't be real and then there's a sinking feeling so this morning we have the realization that something of great beauty something with 850 years of history something extremely rare and precious beautiful, can be gone in an hour. I often used to wonder, you know, if you took a resident of Athens from 2,000 years ago in Greece and you suddenly brought them into the future to now and then showed them the Acropolis today, I always wondered how they would react. I wanted to see their shock. They'd look up at the Acropolis and go, what the hell happened? It fell apart. I thought it would last forever. The Roman Forum in the middle of Rome, the center of all world civilization 2,000 years ago, and now a rubble pit with ghosts and tourists trying to imagine what used to be there. Nothing lasts forever. It's a reminder. Nothing lasts forever. There's a transience to our existence. It's one we willfully ignore, uh, and I think it's human nature, but nothing lasts forever. In a very, very much smaller way, You could say this is what the National Party is learning after the key years. They were so enamoured of their popular leader back in the day that they thought nothing could spoil the party. So there was that sudden shock at his bailing out after just under a decade, and that shock was profound for that party, and I think its hangover continues. Nothing lasts forever. Last night's poll shows the National Party is stuck in an unenviable rut. Its popularity is still high, but not high enough. Its leading politicians still register, but not nearly enough. And they're alone. There are no friends to make a coalition partner, to make a government. Some National Party supporters are saying the the left-wing celebrations you can hear at the moment about their so-called dominant position are exaggerated and too soon, but I don't think they quite realise how deep in the doo-doo they are. The Dominion Post's opinion writer Dave Armstrong tweeted this out this morning. He said, hey... All you celebrating lefties, bear bear in mind a Nats Green New Zealand First Act coalition would beat Labour 51-48. So only just. As if that's ever going to happen anyway. Gee, that puts things into a little bit of perspective, does it not? Meanwhile, their beleaguered leader... Simon Bridges was on the telly last night, and I thought he cut a forlorn figure as he prayed for a white knight to save him and his party. And what he said, I couldn't believe. I actually rewound it, and I transcribed it because it was remarkable. When asked about, you know, can you ever be a government again, Simon Bridges said this, there's a 
uh, new Green Party being talked of are um, there is um, uh, uh, the idea of a Maori Party up and running again, and uh, there's a variety of conservative type parties um, there in the wings as well. Go back and look at it. It's exactly what he said. If that is the National Party's strategy to regain the Treasury branches, then Grant Robertson is going to have at least a couple of terms to get this capital gains tax over the line. There is a quiet desperation in the thought that things might change to the party if they put Judith Collins in charge. Everything will be fixed. I don't think so. She's too polarising. She's too abrasive. And there will always be with her what I call the Chinese whispers. She is no mother of the nation. She's more that grumpy aunt who will tell you off when mummy won't. So not only is the party missing a coalition partner after decades of condescension to New Zealand First, towards New Zealand First serves you right, you should have been nicer to Winston for a long time. Not only do they not have a partner, they also are lacking real leadership at the moment. And leadership is not something you turn on and turn off whenever the nation's cameras are on you. It's not an act. It's something you do all the time. It's something you either have or you don't. And I saw no leadership emerge out of the National Party through this terror crisis over the last six weeks. Nobody made me feel comfy other than Jacinda Ardern. They said what she said. That's what National did. I didn't see them going through Christchurch. I didn't see them providing support. I saw them missing opportunities. They're sitting around quietly, hoping for the Labour Party to trip over. And that's no way to win. It has gone, the National Party, I have to say, from being an unbeatable juggernaut to a timid party full of middle managers.